right, welcome back to the uh, Super Syntex High School Football Podcast. Uh, here in the, what, fifth round of the playoffs, uh, one week before state. Um, with me, as always, are DJ Ramirez and Chad Conine and my dog. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, guys, be, uh, go ahead. This will be the last podcast of the season unless we do one like on Monday next week because we'll have Abbott at least playing on Wednesday next week. We usually record these on Wednesday. That's that's true. That's true. Unless we do a special edition on Monday. Well, you know. Or Tuesday, I guess. We could do Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, sure, sure, sure. We'll uh we'll work that out later. We'll uh, <laughs> get into the weeds later. But uh so our local teams did go four for four last week in the fourth round of the playoffs. Uh, for Abbott, as Chad mentioned, that did send the Panthers on to the 1A Division One state championship game. Good for uh, Terry Crawford and his bunch. Uh, meanwhile, the other three teams, China Spring, Crawford, and Mart, um, they are all bound for state semifinal clashes this week. So how many of those three? Join the redheaded strangers in June. <laughs> what do y'all say? I had that unique experience last week of picking against the team and then going down onto the field and people <laughs> and knowing doing those interviews. Yeah, team, right. So I heard one lady like, "Wait, Crawford won, Mister Conan." <laughs> <laughs> Like, not looking me in the face. I just kind of heard it over my shoulder. So, you know, it wasn't the most courageous trash talking I've ever heard. But <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Been there, done that. Uh, I got that at La Vega one time. Mm, so I'm not picking against anybody this week. But is that just because you don't want to deal with uh, with that kind of reaction? or No, no, no. It's, it's personal policy. Okay. I only pick it. I only pick a team to get beat in the playoffs once, right? Okay. Once I pick against you and you prove me wrong, I'm picking you the rest of the way. I like it. Okay. Yeah. No. You know, fool me once, shame on me. Right. Shame, shame on, on you. you. Shame yeah. on you. Yeah. It's kind of the reverse of that. You know? <laughs> gotcha. All right, DJ, what do you say? Uh, I mean, I've seen all of these teams play at least – actually, no. I don't think I've seen Mark play this season – but um, I don't doubt that they're going to make it to the state final. Um, I think you're going to get your chance to see Mart next week. Yeah. <laughs> put, it, put it that way. Yeah, I will get to see them at least once, you know, um, when they go to the final. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you all. They're, they're, you're at the point where you can't really pick against them because you – They've already kind of proven their medal. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I will say I can rank, I feel like, the likelihood of the three 11-man teams. All right. Well, let's dig into that a little bit later because I do have a question that that sort of relates to that with with just, you know, looking at the matchups a little bit deeper. But uh, I did want to talk about Cash McCollum. So this week I saw where – uh, the China Spring quarterback is among 10 finalists for Dave Campbell's Texas football, Mr. Texas football award. That's what they call it. Um, 
of course, another China Spring quarterback won that award last year, Major Bowden. We've talked about him before. He is now a running back at Lamar. Um, so China Spring has had a tremendous group of quarterbacks come through their program over the years. Just in the last, you know, 20-odd years that Chad and I have been around here in Waco, they've had Sean Bell, Dustin Eskew, uh, Brian Bell. Um, so some really, really talented guys. But that begs the question for me, is this the greatest two-year run of quarterbacks that China Springs ever had? I mean, it's hard to say that without knowing the entire history of China Spring football, but nevertheless, what do you say? DJ, do you want to take a stab at this one first? (laughs) Um, Well, while I was helping you my last two years of college, I think, um, I think every week that they would send stats in and I'd see Major Biden's name with all of, you know, his stats for games. I was just like, who the heck is this kid? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd never gotten to see him play in person. Um, and then obviously Cash has been just amazing from the get-go. First first game of the season I saw him play, I was like, this kid is something. Um, and then last weekend also, I, I think he was responsible for three touchdowns, two of which were rushing touchdowns which you don't see him do a ton but when he does it he like really gets in there um and there were like 20 yard touchdowns so like it's pretty impressive um i'm gonna say yes because like i don't really have a basis for anybody else that has played a quarterback at china spring um but from what i know of these two guys i think uh china spring obviously they did really well, you yeah. know, uh, with bringing both of them up and, and helping them develop as well. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what happens this week because Cash did go out with an injury last game. Um, but, I mean, knowing that kid, talking to him, talking to his dad and Coach Beatty this season, I think he's going to, you know, grit through it. So, yeah. Chad? Yeah. Um, you know, Cash is a junior as well, something that bears mentioning because, you know, he'll be back next year to extend that Bowden-McCollum era in China Spring football. But I think um, one, of the, one of the key things that you can look at to differentiate this era from other China Spring – I mean, Major Bowden won Texas football, Mr. Football, last year. And Cash McCollum being a finalist, being among the last ten – I have a feeling that's as far as he's going to get in in that thing, because as y'all know, when you're giving out awards every year, sometimes, you know, you, you seek out variety, right? Because they picked major Bowden last year and that's, and he had a fantastic season, but it wasn't to say he was the only guy they could have picked. Right. So this year they're probably going to say, okay, fantastic year for cash McCollum. We're going to go to a different school, a different player for the, the Mr. Football this year, right? I mean, maybe they're not, maybe they won't, maybe I'll be shocked by that, but I get the feeling that's what they're going to do. And I say all that to say that by being a finalist in the top 10, Cash McCollum has really wowed, you know, the people at Texas football and, and really established this era for China Spring. The other thing is that um, 
China Spring has just sort of leveled up and leveled up and leveled up to be maybe the premier football power in our area. Now, Mark Panthers might have something to say about that. But big school-wise, there's no denying. I mean, they're, they're the only school above 2A left in the playoffs. They won the state championship last year in 4A D2. They moved up to 4A D1. And, um, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, but I would say it's a lot bigger school than the school that Sean Bell went to, you know, uh, 20 years ago. So, um, yeah, I think it's the best quarterback era in China Spring history. Uh, I like I like a lot of the points that y'all made. I'm going to expand on them some more. Um, so just to dig into it a little bit more, and I would say my history of knowing about China Spring football, other than just the record books and like looking at, uh, you know, they won a state championship back in the late '70s, you know, but I. You know, I was a kid back then, so I don't I don't know who was quarterback in China Spring back then. But um Sean Bell was very good. He was Super Syntex offensive player of the year, just a tremendous all-around athlete, really, at China Spring back then. Uh Dustin Eskew, Chad and I can remember that game. We'll never forget it. Uh 2007 against La Vega in the regional final. Dustin Eskew dives for the end zone. It was and like, yeah. Yeah, it was an incredible, incredible game, and he was very good. Uh, Brian Bell, to me, was better in college than he was in high school. He was good at China Spring, uh, but he might arguably have one of the best collegiate careers of any China Spring quarterback. He went to Sam Houston State, and uh, they were always going deep in that, what, the kind of the one double A FCS. Uh, FCS playoffs. Um back to the national championship game, and he set a whole bunch of records there at Sam Houston State. Uh, all that to say, so, DJ, you might appreciate this comparison. I say for quarterbacks, even more so than starting pitchers, win-loss record is a good stat. And Because here's the thing about baseball pitchers, starting pitchers, you can lose a game when you freaking pitch great because uh, you got no run support. Uh, you can win a game and you probably didn't deserve to, but your team scores 10 runs. Um, in football, it actually makes a little more sense. It's a little more tied to the quarterback's actual play. Now, it still takes a team. Uh, and what have these guys done? Major Bowden and Cash McCollum, they've won games. <laughs> so if, from that perspective, you could certainly make the case for them. Um, here's the other thing I wanted to say about Cash McCollum. I, I, if he wins the state championship, I want him to like take off his jersey and have a T-shirt that just says "Straight Cash, Homie." <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember that Randy Moss? Uh, they asked Randy Moss how he was going to pay his fine, and he said "Straight Cash, Homie." <laughs> well. Somebody's going to have to make that T-shirt for him. Yeah, well, get on it, China Spring. Get on it. (laughs) I just want to see the famous Johnny Cash, you know, photo, you know. Okay, yeah. You know the one I'm talking about where uh, Johnny Cash is menacing into the... uh, Is he... uh, You're talking about the the double bird flipping? Uh Uh-huh, just one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this podcast (laughs) is definitely off the rails now. Uh, May I remind y'all that... 
he was Cash McCollum was named after Crash Davis from the movie Bull Durham. I, I loved that. I, that was such a good little note in your story uh, on him. Yeah, Chad, you got to go back and read that. He was but named his after- name is his name is Cash. It's not right. Crash. Because his mom didn't want his name to be Crash, and so they took the R out. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. And just that his dad uh, wanted to name him after Crash Davis. That's so funny. Um, All right. So speaking of China Spring, they get three loss Decatur, uh, you know, and that's not to diminish Decatur. I'm sure they're a good team. Uh, if they're sitting here playing in the state semifinals, Crawford and Mart face undefeated teams in Holly and Burton. I am familiar with Burton. They are just down the road from my hometown of Brenham, Texas. Um, so obviously the competition is always going to be really tough at this stage of the playoffs, no matter what division you're in. Um, but which of these teams, Decatur, Holly, Burton, which do you feel like represents the biggest potential stumbling block for our local teams. Who looks the toughest? DJ, I'll let you have this one. <laughs> I'm doing research. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll give my opinion then. All right. I think, I think I'm going to pick Crawford, but I think Crawford is the underdog against Holly. Of course, that's the rankings bear that out. Holly's two Crawford's three. And then you flip that around and Burton, Mart, I think Burton is the slight underdog, number, rank number two, Martin rank number one. And then, uh, and then I think China Spring is the biggest favorite of the three. Probably to get through, although them and Mart, I, you know, I kind of expect, I'm kind of, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself and I don't want to be, I don't want to be uh, hemmed and hawed at by some lady on the field again this week. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, I think I kind of agree with Chad that Crawford probably has it the toughest just in, you know, based off rankings and record. Although, you know, looking at Decatur, those losses were all at the beginning of the season. So the team that they were back then is not going to reflect the team that they are this Mm -hmm. week. Um, And so, like, for sure, China Spring is going to have to make some adjustments, I think, especially – because they had a, they were given a challenge last week um, in that game, and I think they came out of it pretty well. They responded pretty well, but you know they they are not going to be able to let their guard down um, for this week either. Um, but yeah, um, I think Mart probably has it the easiest. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on Martin Burton. Here's what I'm gonna say about that: Mart is Mart, and they're a machine, and we. I feel like sometimes we take their greatness for granted. Like we just expect them to win. Now, last year, Chad and I were probably sitting here talking about Mart and going to the state championship game and they got tripped up in the state semifinals. And it was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, we, we didn't see it coming. Um, Burton to me. So would I, I was not surprised in the slightest by Mart blowing out Love Lady. I thought that was going to be a blowout. I would be surprised a little bit if this one turns into a Mart blowout. I think this is going to be Mart's toughest game yet. Uh, I think Burton is is pretty good. I was telling Chad the other day. Um, so I 
we I did cover Burton years and years and years ago uh, when I was the sports editor at the Brenham Banner Press, uh, and they didn't have these kind of football teams back then, but um, they were better in baseball and volleyball. They have built it up, and they've got a former Burton guy there, former Burton player who's their head coach, and he's done a really good job building that program up. And I don't know. I just think that this is going to be a little bit tougher game. I think Mark does win it. I will pick Mark, but um, I don't know. I, I could see it being – it could be a 10-point game. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think what, I think what we're seeing, what we saw last week against Lovelady – uh, Bryce, I think which one of y'all one of y'all mentioned to me that Hoffman said this might be his best offensive line. Yeah, well, DJ wrote that story about the line, uh, right? And, right, and right. of course, they're the same kids on the D line, you know. So, well, and I think um, when they're scoring the kind of points that they're scoring, it it, it kind of shows that they're really clicking, and that might be a big reason why. Yeah, for sure. So finally, uh, I saw a clip from the other night and I saw Jack Allen talking about it. DJ tweeted about it. Uh, Obviously, DJ, you can expand on this a little bit more, but uh, of a catch from that six man game between uh, Erion County and Abbott uh, from this Erion County player where he jumped up over the Abbott guy and kind of wrestled it away in the air. Really freaking great catch. Um, so, like I said, DJ, you were there for that. You could tell us a little bit more about it. But I want to know, over the course of the season, what's the best highlight play you saw all year? And you can mention a few if you can't narrow it down to one. Yeah. Uh, well, th- this last weekend, uh, I for sure thought that was going to be a pick. I mm. think, was it Carson Johnson? Yeah. The Abbott player. Um, like, the ball went right through his hands yeah and then the other guy almost leaped over him like his i swear his knees were almost like to uh carson's shoulders when he grabbed it and like came down and i think it was a score it Um, was yeah yeah um it was it was crazy i think if it weren't for maybe two or three drives that that abbott's defense was just like there Mm -hmm. um the, it would have been a lot closer, the score, because yeah. it was just like – and also they had a guy that in the second half uh, came came in and was just like putting up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and the reason he didn't play in the first half was because he got it unsportsmanlike conduct like really early in the game and they benched him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I – Trying to think of some other plays. I know there have been a few. There was one catch that I saw Trey Hafford do against, um, I think it was Mejia. I, I can't remember which game it was, but it was earlier in the season where I was just like, wow, like that's impossible. <laughs> um, there have been a few. Um, I think there was one Jelani McDonald where it just, he was like, there was a ton of defenders on him and he was like just wrestling away from them. Uh, Yeah. There's been a few, I just can't, I can't pinpoint. They do kind of all tend to blur together after a while. Those those are some good players for sure. Chad, how about you? Okay. So the greatness of our modern era, I can go back and kind of like watch, rewatch a play that I'm thinking of on huddle. Okay. It's it's so cool. Like that's what I'm doing right now. It's uh, and, and, 
I'm watching, I'm watching the play on my video stream right now, which I just called up while DJ was talking, but Breon Lewis for bros, Bud lot, um, they got the ball back, you know, late in the game, uh, against Bosqueville and they were, they were behind, you know, by, by one score, but, you know, touchdown put them ahead obviously because they won that game. And the way Breon Lewis went back onto the field, I was like, that kid's going to make the difference in, in the outcome of this game. And sure enough, he makes a, a catch on the sideline, uh, I mean, about 15 yards down the field, and then cuts back into the middle and then, you know, goes the rest of the way for the touchdown. And um, Or actually, he caught it in the flat, went out to the sideline, and then cut it back in the middle for the game-winning touchdown. So that, that's going to be my play of the year. I was, And then I was kind of thinking back on it and looking at him, uh, looking at some of this stuff, and there was another highlight from last year when he mossed a guy for a touchdown. So, mm. uh, yeah, so just um, that's the one that stands out in my mind from this year so far. Uh, I love the fact that Moss became a verb. I mean, Cooper was saying mm-hmm. that when he was like in middle school or, or elementary school talking about Moss. Right. People. But uh, obviously you guys know, I saw Midway more than anyone. And, um, and I can remember distinctly some junior Thornton moments, including his very first carry as a quarterback. And he, and he went like 70 yards and it was like, all right, this might work. (laughs) I mean, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget a couple of times he hurdled defenders. It's such a shame that, uh, that that kid got hurt. Um, He's obviously probably not going to make our super syntax team because he only played half a season, but um, he would have been, he would have been on there. I have no doubt about that. Um, And I feel like, with him in the lineup, I think Midway probably would have been in the playoffs. Now that says something about just how much they were, t- their fortunes were tied to one guy and you don't, you need to have a little bit more balance and a little bit more playmakers, but I feel like he was worth two to three extra wins. I think they would have been four, four and six or five and five and, and in the playoffs as, and you know, uh, but he was a difference maker. And like I said, hurdling guys, you know, he's not that big, but, I saw him twice hurdle a defender, uh, you know, that was coming at him for a tackle. And that's pretty cool whenever you're able to do that. Rod, uh, Wynn should put this on on the screen while we're talking about this, but Rod got a great picture of that in one of the games. So, you know, that's become kind of an in vogue move when a, when a back in the open field sees a guy is going to go low on him and he, and, he, and he attempts to go up and over. And it's a risky deal, you know. It's kind of like playing roulette because if that defender po- comes up and pops up, all of a sudden, you know, yeah, you're all like, of a sudden you're you're doing like a somersault in the air, and you're like, ah, you're like you're like an unwilling Simone Biles at that point, <laughs> without sticking the landing usually. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, so we got some good games coming up this week. Um, DJ, you'll be at the Crawford game on Thursday and China Spring on Friday. Chad will be there with you on Friday. Um, John Werner going down to the Mark game on Thursday. So um, should be a lot of fun. We'll see if we have four state championship games to cover next week. <laughs> Could be a busy week, but uh, that'll be fun. Hey, that's what it's all about, man. It'd be really cool to, to bring home four state championships to Central Texas. So, yep. We'll see how it goes. Good to see y'all. All right, sweet. All right, peace out.